forever. Dog. Hi, Adventure Kateers. It's me, Ben Blacker. And me, Ben Acker. The Thrilling Adventure Hour is returning with brand new episodes starting Monday, October 29th, available on all the podcast apps, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. What do you use for your podcast? Uh, whatever's on my phone. Please subscribe to our Patreon page right now so that we can pay for everything and give you great stuff in return. You won't be paying for this episode. This is free. Gratis. It's patreon.com slash thrilling adventure hour. So we hope you enjoy these new episodes. I'm confident you will. Then I'm confident that they will. You will. You guys will. This is Ben Acker. And Ben Blacker. See you. (laughs) Inhale. Not if I see you first. Hey, Adventure Coteers, it's Ben Blacker here. Thank you so much for downloading this, the last podcast of this year. Uh, You guys have made it an incredible year for Acker and me and for everyone involved with the Thrilling Adventure Hour, and we can't thank you enough. We sincerely hope you enjoy this podcast. We had so much fun doing it last Christmas. Uh, It's a, a terrific cast, both the regular Work Juice players and a bunch of Really fun, wonderful guest stars. Uh, The music is amazing. Everything uh, was really a blast. So thank you so much. Um, And we will be back to regular podcasts starting in early January. Happy holidays. And now. Coming to you from Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, America. It's the nation's favorite new time podcast in the style of old time radio. The Thrilling Adventure Hour. Happy holidays from the Thrilling Adventure Hour. As our gift to you, please enjoy the entire live program from December of 2011. Starring Mark Evan Jackson, Mark Gagliardi, Busy Phillips, Craig Kikowski, Autumn Reeser, Colin Hanks, Hal Lublin, Annie Savage, James Urbaniak, John Ennis, Paul F. Tompkins, Paget Brewster, Paul and Storm, Sam Levine, Chris Hardwick, Mike Furman, John Ross Bowie, Gillian Jacobs, Linda Cardellini, Joshua Molina, Garrett Dillahunt, Nathan Fillion, and me, Brian Stack. Continuity fans, this podcast takes place just after the Sparks Nevada musical episode. And now, recorded live at Largo at the Coronet in Hollywood, California, America, it's Christmas on Mars! And now, without any further ado, welcome to Christmas on Mars! Holiday 
We welcome one and all to Christmas on Mars. I'm your host, Cactoy Jim, the mayor of Mars. Well, you know, heck, you voted for me. And so I reckon you must know my better half, too, the Red Plains Rider. You can all call me Red. Or Mrs. Jim. Or Mrs. The Mayor, just whatever you prefer. And that there's the barkeep. Howdy, y'all. Merry Christmas on Mars. Barkeep's here to keep everyone full of eggnog or whatever your Christmas spirit you might fancy. Other nogs are available. <laughs> Sampling your own wares, I see. What of it? Barkey's been a bit at sea ever since the uh, artificial intelligence that run this space saloon done grew that particular structure a set of legs. Dangdest thing I ever did see. Mm-hmm, and off she walked despite only just having growed legs. Mm-hmm. Took to walking like a space duck took to space water. I take it back. That was the dangdest thing I ever did see. Uh, this was the type of trouble I never wanted for my place. Now my place is out there somewhere causing who knows what kind of trouble. Who knows indeed? Hey, maybe she ain't causing trouble. Ever think of that? No. Or maybe she causes trouble for a bit out there on the plains where that's what's fun to do. And then she meets a nice fella, and she retires from ruckus raising due to that fella becoming the mayor. Hey, I'm the mayor. I knew the story sounded familiar. One unanimously was the landslide, the good kind. As to my political party, well, sir, today I am of the Christmas party. You get it? Hilarious. Thanks, huh? I voted for that guy. Everybody did. And now, let the games begin. See, what I got set up is games everywhere you turn. Keep track of who won as I got prizes for the top winners. Consolation prizes for the second placers. Third place, I got nothing but the hope you'll learn from losing and do better the next time. Play nice, y'all. I don't want no trouble at this party. Nor for it to grow legs and to leave me. <laughs> Ding dong. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, someone's at the door. <laughs> Who could it be? Now, who could it be? Answer is, could be anyone. (laughs) Everyone's invited, and you never know just who'll show up at Cactoid's Christmas on Mars. Happy Christmas on Mars, everybody. Well, well. Well, anyway. Okay. If it ain't Sparks, Nevada, never expected you to show up, but I'm as pleased as Punch you're here. Not just any Punch, mine. Punch that is known to be the gladder of disposition than the sum of its peers. Yeah, okay. I've 
drink, Nevada. It's good for the sorrows that fill a man. Well, it looks like you maybe had enough of the both of us. And anyway, I, uh, I ain't got sorrows. Well, sure you do. Your girl, Rebecca Rose Rushmore, she left you. Well, I broke up with her. So. Your marshal broached the tractor. He left you, too. Yeah, he finished his onus, so... You know, congratulations, really. I'm happy for him, if anything. Uh, Robot Tex, that's T-E-C-H-S. He ain't from Texas. Far as I know, unless he's from Space, Texas, which would be a quinkity. (laughs) Well, he done shot you in a showdown, non-fatally, but still. Yeah, well, I'm healing from that shooting thanks to 30th century medicine. Also bed rest. (laughs) But now, while shot, Tex took your badge and your position as marshal, leaving you without an identity, as if you were a, well, a barkeep whose bar has left him and it didn't look back. What are you doing? (laughs) I do not know how you keep such a disposition about you, sir, without inebriating. Well, I admit to surprise at how much the perception of marshalhood ties into, you know, being able to do the job, but... (laughs) Your badge, my bar... Well. Two peas and a goodbye and paw. And I guess I admit a lot of who I am my, uh, to myself comes from Marshland. But I've uh, come to terms with that. Sparks, Nevada, Marshall on Mars, that's a who and a what and a how and a why you are. Yeah, it, uh, it is. Or was. And will be again. I appreciate it on a deeper level than I knew to. I can't wait to wear that badge and show the outlaw robot element what for. And then I'll then do the appropriate paperwork about it. <laughs> now, how do you feature you'll be reinstated? Will you challenge Tex to a showdown rematch? Oh, no, 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 no need. Uh, no, I got Red's note. I'm being reinstated by the full power vested in the new mayor, Cactoy Jim. <laughs> What's this, Dad? <laughs> you seem surprised. Well, I must admit to uh, being surprised. Well, <laughs> fine, just so long as I'm getting my badge and title back, which... Which I... Which I am, right? Okay. Well, sure. Okay. Except no, you ain't. What? Like, at all. But here you are, and that's how it goes, so... Eggnog? Red Plains Rider Jim. Did you spend Sparks a misleading note with falsified facts and empty promises? I did, Jim. But for you, you wanted everyone to make merry for Christmas on Mars. And that includes Nevada. So I said what needed saying to get him here. Well, back in the 25th century, we call that lying. Wait a second, you're, you're from the 25th century? You didn't know that? Get out of here, really? Flew a rocket through a rip in the fabric of time, ended up here. No way, you were an astronaut? <laughs> oh, that is so cool. Had a <laughs> Rip in the fabric of time, huh? It happens. Does it? Mm-hmm. You make the best of it, which is what I am keenly trying to do. Yeah, well, lying is what we call lying here in the 30th century, too. Well, anyway, it worked. Ends justify the means, which is the true meaning of Christmas. So I ain't getting reinstated? Sorry, no. Well, ain't that a lump of coal to the stocking? Drink? Barkeep, you and me are going to be Christmas time buddies. I'm a space Jewish. 
No kidding. <laughs> well, now to engage in the tradition that dates back to my century. Folks say I'm handy. Don't know if it's true, but I rigged up a radio receiver, and if I am as handy as I'm told I am, and good at calculations to an equal measure, we should receive a broadcast from my time of some Christmas-timey radio dramatizations. <laughs> Old radio plays? Boring. <laughs> it's what we used to do back in my time, and it's my party, so gather around the wireless and set your ears to listening mode. Because it's time for tonight's first feature. Look, in the distance, above the horizon, is that a lightning bolt? Is it some sort of flying sleigh led by eight reindeer? No! It's Captain Laserbeam! Welcome again to legendary Apex City, home to that high-flying scion of science, Captain Laserbeam. Thank you. Tonight's episode, The Fight Before Christmas, where we find Captain Laserbeam at the Apex City Galatorium, raising funds for starving orphans. It warms my already laser-warm heart to see all of you millionaires here tonight. <laughs> For only millionaires can defeat the pervasive orphan hunger that plagues our fair city's orphan district. Uh, all well and good, Laser Beam, but should we choose we weaker end orphan hunger from the comfort of our solid gold beds? I believe what Richard Reginald Rich means is that ending or- orphan hunger is only of passing interest to us assembled. We are here for the rare chance to sample cuisine as prepared by laser. And to be entertained by our city's premier superhero. Why, that's me. <laughs> 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 
Well, allow me to tell you a Christmas appropriate tale and then prepare you a meal prepared by laser. This is a story called Yumbo the Christmas Elephant. Once upon a time, there was an elephant named Yumbo and a holiday named Christmas. Hold that thought, millionaires. The Adventure Cateer's distress call is broadcasting on a frequency only I can hear. Kudos, laser hearing. If the Adventure Cateers are calling, it means serious trouble in Apex City. Flying at the speed of light, no villain shall escape my might. So long! And away! <laughs> Captain Laserbeam flies faster than a thousand hummingbirds to the Adventure Cadet Clubhouse. No malice can evade their sight. No crime escapes their ears. They hear, they see, they report to me. Captain Laserbeam's Adventure Cateers! Captain, Captain Laserbeam! What old foe is wreaking havoc today, chums? Did the fishwife escape the incarcitarium and return to her underwater matrimonial shenanigans? Worse! Is forget-me-not back to his old tricks, engraving himself on the memories of citizens of this fair city? Worse! Tell me, the imperfect palindrome hasn't left me another nearly well-executed clue about another live deed of evil. Worse, Captain Laserbeam. Well, what could be worse, Patrick? No, it's, it's actually not worse, Patrick. No, I guess. What's wrong, Patrick? <laughs> Has the Catman got your tongue? Why, if the Catman's back... <laughs> We're all in danger. Get behind me, kids, and for all criminy's sake, hide your balls of precious yarn! No, Captain Laserine! Captain Laserine, there's no villain. Uh, Not that we're aware of. Some other emergency, then? Has a hurricane descended, perhaps betokening the return of the weathermen from the opposite zone? There's not even an emergency. It was Patrick's idea. Shut up. What? Well, Patrick, if you have beans, I'd appreciate if you spilled them. There's nothing wrong, Captain Laserbeam. Patrick Salvador Wong. I was at an important function. I know. Yes, at the Galatorium. I know. With all of Apex City's millionaires. I know, okay. All but the mysteriously absent Joshua Valor. Yeah, where was he? What? I don't know. I, Joshua Valor, I don't know. So what if he's never around when I am? That's not the point. <laughs> the point is... <laughs> the Adventure Gateer distress call is for emergencies only. I know, Captain Laserbeam. Tell him what you did, Patrick. I got excited. (laughs) Well, 
that's certainly a reason to activate the distress call. <laughs> don't, don't make that face, Patrick. Don't. Okay, what were you so blamed excited about, Patrick? Christmas. Okay, sure, that Christmas is exciting. We got you a present, Captain Laserbeam. I wanted to give it to you. I'm sorry. Well. <laughs> What's done is done. All right, well, is that the present? Bring it here. Yeah, we were thinking maybe we could put it under the tree. Laser unwrap! <laughs> wow! Uh, now I say wow. Is that, is that a copy of Yumbo the Christmas Elephant? <laughs> I'm gonna ask that again. Hold on, is that a copy of Yumbo the Christmas Elephant? I love Christmas. <laughs> According to the events of Kateri... Yes! How about, did you have a lot of eggnog? I did! <laughs> it's so creamy! It's... Anyway, the Yumbo the Christmas Elephant is your favorite Christmas story. Uh, yes, well, it is. <laughs> I... Ooh, yes. Wow. Uh, yes. Wait, wait. No matter. Yes. Wait. According to... Wait. What was, what, what, what was that? I don't what know. What just happened? I was... Huh? What just happened? And now I say wow. <laughs> Whoa. What was that? I don't know what that was that I just pointed up to. Wait, no matter. Now, let's say we fire up the clubhouse laser dick player and watch this uh, laser Christmas special. <laughs> Wait a minute. Watch this what special? What are you talking about, Captain Laserbeam? You're talking crazy. Well, the, I was talking about the special you just gave me for Christmas. Yumbo. Yumbo the Christmas elephant. Da, 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 da. No, see, you, you keep cutting out. Yeah, this is you, Captain Laserbeam. The special you just gave me for Yumbo. Yumbo the elephant. What are you trying to say? Yeah. Stop acting crazy with your mouth parts. Leaping laser beams. Someone has erased all memory and awareness of Christmas. Okay, I can tell how, by how you're acting and most of what you're saying that there is some kind of trouble. Very astute, Dana. There is a terrible villain at work, and he may be my most powerful foe, seasonally speaking. Um, if he's so dangerous, Captain Laserbeam, maybe you should call in the first family. This time of year, their squabbles give me a headache. What time of year? Well, what about the golem? Call him. Now that is the dictionary definition of good thinking. <laughs> golem! Yes! <laughs> yes, it's me, Captain Laserbeam. How are you? Yes. Good. Good, yes. 
You're in upstate. With your family. Mm. You. I guess Chinese food in a movie is tradition. Yes, okay. <laughs> right, yes. Happy uh, holidays. <laughs> Captain Laserbeam. Captain Laserbeam, what about Mr. Marvelous, the top-notch man? Oh, Patrick, you didn't hear? What? What? What is it? Is Mr. Marvelous the top-notch man okay? He tried to save the righteous brothers from the juvenile delinquents. Their dire doppelganger from the opposite zone, and... And? Yeah? Well, he, he got the righteous brothers back in one piece. And Mr. Marvelous, the top-notch man? Some people don't make it back from the opposite zone the same way they came in. No. No. Oh, no, no, no. He knew the risks. Don't be callous, Patrick. Oh, come on. It's like when a celebrity dies. It's not like you knew Mr. Marvelous. He was my dad. What was that? Huh? I... What? I said I hadn't... I hadn't heard he'd come back. Okay. That didn't even rhyme with what I thought I heard. That's exactly what I thought, Patrick. I Yes. Hey, hey! Maybe it's time the Adventure Coteers got in on the action. I got a Presidential Physical Fitness Award. Did anyone else in this clubhouse get a Presidential Physical Fitness Award? Anybody? Get one? Shut up, Dana. Anybody? Shut up. No? Raise Shut your up. Okay. Just me? The shuttle run has a bias! Now who's callous? All right, sorry, kids. But whoever is responsible for this awful act of tinsel terror is too dangerous for a couple of kids. But don't worry. You'll be with me in spirit. And spirit is stronger than 100 lasers. Also, I'll have my 100 lasers. (laughs) But we worry about you, Captain Laserbeam. What would happen at Apex City without you? What would happen to the Adventurketeers without you? That's something you'll never need to find out. Not as long as I'm around. (laughs) (laughs) And now I'll just use my tracking laser to find the source of this unchristmasing radiation. There she blows. And now to defeat this terrible bah humbuggery via laser. So long and away! Soon, at the northernmost point of Little Eskimo Town. Soon, my minion. Soon this city will have Christmas completely erased from their minds and brains. Soon they will buckle under my will without even knowing they're doing it. Soon all will blindly heed me. The anti-clause. Ho, 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 That is true, boss. It is very true, my henchman. It's the truest thing you've ever heard. My (laughs) un-elf? Precisely how tall are you? 5'11". Perfect! (laughs) No elf could ever be as tall! 
Oh, is everything wrong, my honor? Uh, no, I'm fine. I mean, you're the boss. This is the job. You know, I work with my share of, you know. No, you work with your share of what? Not in it for the money types. No, what type is that? You know, when you get caught, you don't go to jail. You go to the incarceratorium. Still not getting you, I'm afraid. You wear straight jackets more than you wear jackets. Well, who doesn't? Jackets can be so matchy-matchy. <laughs> now, what is this type, Arnold? Have out with it. You guys with a screw loose. What guys are those? Let's say artsy. Let's say what we mean. <laughs> cuckoo, cuckoo. What's that, clock noises? I totally don't... My first job, I worked for the stark raving gentleman. In, in my time, I henchmen for Johnny Bedlam, the Sudoku, Opposite Dave, King Mammal. He was touch and go. Heck, I even dated Ophelia Jones for a month and a half. Your point? I need to make sure I'm still getting paid for this job. Oh, of course. And not some reward of the spirit. Ah. Cash. All right. If it's cash you want, it is cash you shall have. It feels like that was supposed to be insulting, but it wasn't. Not at all. When crime appears upon the scene, so does Captain Laserby. Captain Laserby! Unhand this holiday, you scoundrel! Unhand! Be nice and naughty. Copy that, boss. Let's do the dance, Captain Laserbeam. What's that? A giant candy cane? It's a candy cane, you fool. See, the red's where the white usually goes, and vice versa. It's, it's subtle, but I bet it still stings. That's a bet you would win. But does it stand up to a laser? It does not. But how would you like one in the bread basket? Ow! All of that hurt my bread basket. Hey, I sucker punch Captain Laserbeam. It is Christmas. What's that, Arnold? I mean, it isn't. Sorry. Jeez. Ah, uh, let's see how you like it. Laser punch. Ow! I do not like it. Boss, I've been down this road before. I can take another laser punch or two, and then it's up to you. You want to go ahead and uh, use the death trap I bought you time for? Yes. Welcome, Captain Laserbeam, to the Terror Globe. What? Wait, what? Trapped in some sort of sinister sphere. Lasers. Useless. What is that, a giant snow globe? Yes, well, winter-themed, it is not explicitly Christmassy. <laughs> and now to turn it even more on. Oh, get caught! God! Yes, it shakes! How it shakes! What you feel are your very atoms separating until they become the snow that will fall lightly on Apex City's skyline, which is to scale. That's impressive. You fruitcake types are sticklers for detail. Oh, cannot resist. Snow Dome, too powerful. Think, laser beam, think. There must be a way out of this. Can't fight it, but I must. We worry about you, Captain Laserbeam. Laserbeam. 
happen to Apex City without you? Without you? What would happen to the Adventure Gateers without you? Without you? Memory of Adventure Gateers. Just what I need. Just a little more. I got a Presidential Physical Fitness Award. 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 The shuttle run is biased. 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 Laser willpower. My teleglobe. Destroyed by willpower-based feedback. Impossible! Nothing's impossible to Captain Laser being upset. What's that? A stocking stuffer I got myself! Okay, what just happened? You guys never foresee willpower-based feedback. I've been around. I, I paid the giz amount, a hundred bucks, and got this beam that zaps guys into the opposite zone. Oh. When I, uh, henchman for the man scout, he taught me to always be prepared. Didn't follow his own advice, but I did. So I suppose now you're in charge? What? Oh, heck no. No. Ha! I see what you mean. No, I see how you could think that, but no, I'm not. Oh, okay, no. because I thought... No, I can see how you... No. <laughs> okay. Hey, it's done. Christmas has been eliminated. <laughs> but I still remember it, and so do you, clearly. Oh, us knowing we killed Christmas makes the victory even sweeter. <laughs> like a tree falling in the forest. A Christmas tree. <laughs> sure. Hey, Coco's ready. Oh, I hope you got marshmallows. Marshmallows of all sizes. Say, maybe I'll tell you why I hate Christmas over a cup of cocoa. Uh, I'm not much for oranges. Oh, why's that? I just never cared for them. Oh, sounds like the opposite zone beam, but I ain't shooting it. Where were we, gentlemen? Captain, Captain Laser, Laser Beam! Beam him into the opposite zone again. Sure thing. Laser! He shot my beam gun with his laser beam. Hope you kept the receipt. It's damaged! Receipt or no, you can't return a damaged thing! Why? Do you have anything else up your sleeve? No! You? No. Run! Not so fast! Freeze, laser! <laughs> so cold! Oh, well, okay, today was still a victory. While you were gone, we successfully erased Christmas. <laughs> From all... Of Apex City. <laughs> I was afraid that might have happened, so I brought someone back from the opposite zone with me. Ho, ho, ho. Here I am. Santa Claus? Not quite. I'm your opposite number from the opposite zone. Anti Claus? I'm the anti Anti Claus. Ho, ho, ho. Anti Anti Claus here helped me get back from the opposite zone intact. And we even brought the real Mr. Marvelous, the top-notch man, back with us. Hello, everyone. Wait. Hadn't you changed into a dour fellow thanks to a visit to the opposite zone? No, it turns out my joyless, handsy opposite zone counterpart had merely been masquerading as me here in our regular zone. We call our zone the regular zone.
Claus, would you care to restore Christmas? Would I? Ho, ho, ho! I am foiled! So very foiled! You don't know the half of it, Buster. I'm going to fill you so full of the Christmas spirit, you'll puke holly. <laughs> you'll never... I hate Christmas too much. Then we'll be sure to soften you up first. My fists are gonna dance like sugar plums on your head. <laughs> Parumpa pum pow. Oh. This is Captain Laserbeam calling Apex City PD. Looks like the anti-clause is all wrapped up and ready to be put under your tree. Your jail tree. It's another vile villain vanquished by the light-amplified adventurer, Captain Laserbeam. Until next time, sayonara, solid citizens. Kids, this holiday season, if you aim to score brownie points with Santa Claus, forget the milk and cookies. Instead, leave a pack of Patriot brand cigarettes for old St. Nick. Patriot brand cigarettes are good for your constitution. Up, up, and away! Ho, ho, ho. Oh, come on. I hate commercials just as much as I love Patriot brand cigarettes. Even on Mars, they're the best stocking stuffer you could stuff in a stocking. <laughs> Patriot brand cigarettes. <clears throat> they're like smoking the American flag. <laughs> oh, the door, it's the doorbell, you guys. It's the doorbell. I'll get it. This party, by the way, this party is super great. I love it. I know I wanted to be Marshall again or whatever, but right now, I'm glad I don't have any responsibilities. <laughs> I have not been this drunk since Cinco de Mayo in Spain. Hey, everybody. Hi. It's Alice. And I'm Veronica from, from Trek's in the, the City. City. We are two women who are nerds, and we love Star Trek and love talking about it. That's right. But we're not exclusive like that. No, we're not those kind of fans. We're cool ones. Like chill. Sexy. Young and also old. Treks and the city. The city part means we talk about anything. <laughs> Which is our right, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I just need you to understand that we have great guests. We have the dumbest bits. And songs. Sometimes. And we talk about Deanna Troy in a way that she has deserved for her whole career. Fully underdeveloped character. So come on over to Treks in the City. Only on the Forever Dog Podcast Network. New episodes out every Monday. Woo! Woo! Texas. Oh, it's this lady. Well, Rebecca Rose Rushmore, great author of great acclaim. And Nevada's ex. Happy Christmas on Mars, everyone. Stop yelling, we can hear you, God. I brought gifts. I miss you. Well, what is this? An advanced copy of your book? She used! I remain a fan of this author. Uh, am I in it? Read it and see. No, no, just tell me. No. Oh, yeah. You won't tell me or I... 
You're not in it. Y'all dang. Oh, we're from Earth. What? That's a catchy title. Disagree. A tale of star-crossing lovers. Wordy. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, I got a game, everyone. Let's all open up Miss Rushmore's book to a random page and read whatever sentence we find there. I bet it's a doozy. She's one heck of a writer. She might even be two hecks of a writer. History will tell. Okay, (laughs) I like it. Um, Page 15. This may not be a good idea. Sparks, Nevada knew nothing about pleasing a (laughs) woman. Nope. Okay, let's try reading this part. Page 31. Don't read that. The emotionally unavailable Marshall. Come on. Well, I mean, that could be about anyone, really. It's just. Oh, page 67. (laughs) Oh. Well, that's just kind of mean. But true. I know, it's why it's mean. Right. Now, I know I didn't explain fully the rules of the game, but it seems like you're skipping around, which just ain't following them. So let's, uh, let's call that one my fault, and then read us, uh, you know, one by one pieces of the book at random. Barkeep, seeing as how you ain't in the book, what say you act as the judge and award points? Now, I shall devise a system in my head and to keep a secret. <laughs> Fine! <laughs> now, who starts, Judge? I'm a-thinking up a spinner, and a-spinning it. And, uh, who it points to will go first, and it's a point in two. Uh, wait for it to stop. Who's it pointing to? Now let her settle. Sparks in Nevada. Lucky. Now I got a better idea. Instead, why don't we listen to one of your radio Christmas stories from like 500 years ago? Can you filibuster in this game? I'll allow it. Radio it is. The wild bluey under The question on everyone's lips Whatever happened to Amelia Earhart The answer in nobody's ears In 1938 America's soaring sweetheart Faked her disappearance at sea To serve in the American Victory Commission's Covert division As their top secret one woman air force Which I was the first woman to win to serve my country. With only the aid of a man servant, she won me in a poker game. <laughs> the classified chrono technology, Amelia Earhart, the fearless flyer, traverses time in a Lockheed Electra in the name of truth, liberty, and the American way. This flyer flies where other flyers dare and dare. Amelia Air, my fearless flyer, up where there's adventure in the air. In the wild blue yonder, or the 
the clouds of history. She fights the righteous fight and does us right to victory. Freedom's flag will fly forever higher. Amelia Earhart fearless flyers on her way. I can tell you like it up here, Merriweather, by the way you greet the birds as we go by. Uh, well, manners are vital, man. Hello! <laughs> now, man, if you will indulge an old Englishman his tradition. What's this? It's a, a gift? Well, scampering about the timeline as we do can play silly buggers with one's adherence to the linear calendar. I took the liberty to remember on your behalf that it's Christmas, ma'am. Oh, Merryweather, you big lug, you shouldn't have. Oh, it isn't much, ma'am. Just a geegaw I picked up from a trinketry in the near future. Something with which to decorate the plane in the spirit of the season. Stick a pin in Christmas, Merriweather. If that alarm is squawking, it means the Nazis are back at it, blitzing Krieg some when in history. Mm, I quite understand. Locking in chronal coordinates. You read my mind, Merriweather. I platonically love the way you do that. <laughs> Line, second century BC Jerusalem. A battle rages between a ragtag group of hard scrabble Hebraics and a Hellenistic horde. A true David versus Goliath scenario. One observed from a nearby mountaintop via 20th century binocular technology. Take a look at this Merriweather. It seems we are witness to the uprising that led to the Hanukkah man. Well, obviously, that must be Judah and the Maccabees giving it to Antiochus's boys, but good. But I don't see the Nazis anywhere. Either a spot of good luck or its direct opposite, I imagine. Oh, well, that's Nazis for you. Hope for the best, expect the worst, and you'll never be disappointed. Mm. And now the skirmish below looks to be concluded if these binoculars are to be trusted. Hmm. Well, then let's go meet the Maccabees. What say, Meriwether? It's like I've stepped into my fondest dream, ma'am. Soon, on the former field of battle, the fearless flyer meets history's hardiest heroes. Hi, I'm Judah Maccabee. <laughs> and I'm Paul Maccabee. <laughs> and I'm George Maccabee. And I'm Ringo. I play the drums. It's great to meet you guys. I'm Amelia Earhart. I'm from the future. And this is my manservant, Meriwether. From the future, you say? You've come all this way just to see us. <laughs> or maybe just to see me. Oh, no way to tell, not for certain. Anyway. Short of asking, you mean? Ask a poll, go ahead. Ask a for me, would you, George? I can't seem to work up the courage. Are you just here to see Paul? We'd understand it if you were. He's got a nice smile. Thank you, George. I, I taught him how to smile that way, you know. You couldn't teach me, though, could you? I tried. I really did. The problem... 
the problem is your mouth ring. It can't smile like theirs do. Oh, look what you've done. It's hurt you. Now it's sulking. Apologise to Ringo's mouth, George. Ringo, your mouth smiles in its own way. Um, Maccabees, you each have wonderful smiles. You are heroes for the ages. It is a distinct honour to make your acquaintanceship. Now you've done it, Judas Blushing. Well, it's not every day we defeat an army ten times our size and then future people come to tell us we're fab. <laughs> Let's declare today a holiday. Yes, everyone take a dreidel. <laughs> the best way to celebrate. The, s- the second best way, you mean? Yeah, the first way, best way is to sing a song about a dreidel. <laughs> It looks as if the Nazis have caught up, ma'am. I knew it. I'm a jinx. Attention, Maccabees. We are here at the site of the first Jewish Christmas to make it never have happened. (laughs) I told you I'm a jinx. It's not all your fault, Ring. Lay down your arms. I have a war machine known as the Schreckenmachen. You have no hope. A war machine. We don't even know what a regular machine is yet. (laughs) Well, observe the tremendous deathing power and smooth drivability of the Schreckenmachen! Get a load of that tin can, would you, Merriweather? It is rather between us and the Lockheed, Matt. Oh, humbug, it's just one war machine and there's a handful of us. He can't chase us all. Quick, Maccabees, to the canyons. Let's make like a guy preparing an egg's breakfast and scramble! And so, the Maccabees and Amelia Earhart, fearless flyer, and Merriweather took to the canyons. Running from one hiding place across to the next, the Shrek and Mocken gave chase. First chasing Judah, then Paul, then Paul and Judah chased it, then it chased Amelia, then Amelia chased Paul before the both of them were chased by Merriweather. The Maccabees, Amelia Earhart, Merriweather, and the Shrek Market were all chased by Carmen Miranda. Then, as quickly as she appeared, she was gone, and our heroes were pursued once more by the terrible war machine, this time eating fruit from the head of Carmen Miranda. But then, a discarded banana peel landed squarely in the path of Ringo Maccabee. Of course, I'm a jinx for certain. But the Axis Automaton couldn't slow its speed and slipped on Ringo. Get a load of this, Merriweather. Ringo, stop the war machine. Surely good, ma'am. Maybe I'm not such a jinx after all. Let's celebrate. I'll light the menorah. <laughs> Would you look at that? We don't even have enough oil to light it. Not for the length of any good celebration, anyway. This is all Ringo's fault. You dirty jinx. Get in. Wait, Maccabees. Before you turn on each other, ma'am, you might open the gift I gave you. Holy ghosts! The present you got me is just the thing! It is. Is that... It is. What is it? It's something that would keep our candles lit for days. It will truly be a holiday after all. A festival of lights. But what is it? Ringo, 
It's... It is nothing compared to the miracle of fresh, delicious coffee. Blimey, who's this fella? Some king, I suppose. Not just any king. The king who is the king of coffee. My liege. You're real? So very real, time lass. Did someone say their king of coffee is here? He is. And the king of coffee brought coffee fit for the king of kings. That mere woodworker knave. On this St. Hanukkah's day, I bring work juice brand coffee. The coffee fit for the king of coffee. Now, sing. I command it. Just one sip. Another great radio program. Well, is there nothing the radio can't accomplish? It's the doorbell. It's the doorbell, everybody. It is probably Santa Claus. I will get it. Madam, you may be inebriated. That is a good idea. Give me that bottle. Get your own. Uh, Jimbles, I don't think we should open that door. Well, why am Mars not? It's a door. Ain't got no use if it don't get open and closed sometimes. Well, because everyone's here at the party except for one person who happens to be a robot who shot Nevada and took his marshal badge and job for himself. Which, for the record, is not at all how it works. One, one person who's a robot, who's now gunning to run Sparks out of town, or worse. Oh. The doorbell again. Wait, you invited Tex? Of course I did. This here's the openest of houses. He'll like as not draw arms on Nevada. Are we sure that's not the best idea? Well, things didn't go so well the last time they showed down, and Sparks was sober then. Yeah, but I'm sober now, so... <laughs> that is what I'm talking about. I mean, maybe he should get shot some more for dumping me. I mean, I'm just... I'm letting Tex in. Don't let him... Oh, boy. Didn't reckon you'd show yourself here today, Nevada Yeah, well, I guess you reckon incorrect (laughs) Cause, uh, here you are Yeah, here I am (laughs) Suppose you heard I mean to kill you Yeah, well, then I guess I reckon you're a lousy shot then (laughs) Not literally kill you 
figuratively. Don't it just get your goat that I took your badge and your job and fixed the littering problem been plaguing this town? And now, Sparks, Nevada... You you fixed the littering problem? And now I'm adding insult to injury. I'm calling you out. You're calling me out? I reckon. As your bartender, I advise against accepting you. As your ex, I say go for it. Let me think about it. Play that next radio thing you got. It's time to send the little ones to dreamland and set your radio's dial to spooky. Bolt the doors, lock your windows, and steal yourself a mysterious suspense in this evening's final feature, Beyond Belief. Meet Frank and Sadie Doyle, the toast of the upper crust, headliners on the society pages. And oh yes, they see ghosts. Who cares what evil lurks in the hearts of men? Unless evil's carrying the martini tray, darling. Join the Doyles as they walk beyond belief in tonight's dark episode. Bar Murderbug. Our story begins high above Park Avenue in the famed Plaza Hotel where Frank and Sadie Doyle encounter the most heinous of horrors. Oh, Frank, my glass is empty. Great scotch, so is mine. Frank, I'm frightened. Uh, fear not, Sadie Love, we've a bottle that does not share our glass's shortcomings. Oh, no, it does. Frank, I'm frightened. <laughs> Fear not, Sadie Love. We've got a liquor cabinet that does not share the bottle shortcomings. Go ahead and fear, Sadie, for we've only four full bottles remaining. Each? Total! We'd better call the liquor store while we still have enough bottles to last us until their delivery gentleman arrives. Let me just dial the number from memory. It's ringing. Hello? It's me. What is it? Oh, it's, it's some sort of pre-recorded answering service. Uh, are you aware, Franklin Lloyds of London Doyle, that it is currently Christmas Eve? You don't say. Well, it seems to be the intractable position of this recording. Closed for two whole days. Sadie, I'm frightened. <laughs> this is an emergency, love. We must... Oh, hang up the phone, please. Are you trying to call the whole outdoors? No, I am not. (laughs) Now, darling, we must ration these four bottles to last us until Christmas is over. Impossible! No, no. We can do it. We're Frank and Sadie Doyle. I would use the same argument to support the opposite position. (laughs) Case can be made, certainly. Who's that now? First we run out of liquor and now we have a guest? If he knows what's good for him, he will have brought us a Christmas gift. One that we can drink. And some Christmas spirits will put me in the Christmas spirit, singular. 
I am grumpy. And it is required of every man that the spirit within him should walk abroad among his fellow men and travel far and wide. And if that spirit goes not forth in life, it is condemned to do so after death. It is doomed to wander through the world and witness what it cannot share, but might have shared on earth and turned to happiness. I'm sorry, what are you selling exactly? (laughs) Selling? With such zealous conviction and a message of be-goodery to go door-to-door on Christmas Eve, I suspect you're either a Jehovah's Witness or the ugliest Girl Scout, the most unfortunate troop in the city. I want thin mints. No. Tag along. No. Uh, Samoans. No. Uh, Trefoils. No. I am neither Girl nor Scout nor Jehovah's Witness. Shade condemned in this, this the life beyond my life to testify to that which I have seen in both the worlds of living and dead, so that you will change your ways. Would you like a drink before we send you on your way? Sadie! Oh, Frank. He's wearing chains and he's going door to door. He could use a drink far more than we could. Sadie! Just as much as we could. Sadie. Yes. A little less than we could, but still. Well, I suppose it is Christmas, and were we in a similar circumstance, which we may happen to be in a matter of hours, we would want the favor returned. Understand, fella? With that in mind, would you care to put down your chains and have a drink? I wear the chains I forged in life. I made it link by link and yard by yard. Is its pattern straight? Wait, hang on a sec. Did you offer me a drink? (laughs) Only insincerely. (laughs) Let me put on my glasses. Oh, what a darling manner in which to express the onset of drinking. Let me put on my glasses. (laughs) Glug, glug, glug. Glug, glug, glug. Pass out. Repeat. Oh, no, Sadie, look. He is putting on a pair of glasses, as grey and dusty as he is himself. Oh. Oh, well, I'm still going to use that. (laughs) Well, that's better. I can see you now. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You are hardly my old business partner, Slapert Frowl. Sadie, do we know a Slapert Frowl? No, we do not. But we do occasionally receive his mail. I believe he once lived here. He did. I know that for a fact. Why, I'm here. To warn him against his miserly ways before it's too late. You don't have a forwarding address, do you? (laughs) No. No. Ah. You don't happen to lead lives devoted solely to business, maybe. <laughs> oh, sorry. sorry. No. <laughs> You're not stingy skinflints with employees whose lives you make miserable? Do you hate Christmas at all? Doesn't sound like us. <laughs> ah. 
Well, and uh, good night and uh, Merry Christmas. Or else. Uh, uh, you know, uh, okay. Mm. <laughs> I really feel like I'm forgetting something. But... Ah, probably nothing. You know, Sade, I should have sent him to your mother's house. Oh, Frank, you're incorrigible. Indeed, but trying to courage me is half the fun. Ah, <laughs> fun for both of us. And uh, just the way to pass the time until the liquor store reopens. Back again? Sorry, sport. Sadie and I are about to begin to be in the middle of something. Uh, Slaper Frell, how are you today? Probably not so hot. Wasn't always like this, I bet. Uh, speaking of which, what say we shake a leg back to Christmas past? For I am the ghost of Christmas past. Another ghost now? What, didn't Grumby tell you I was coming? This must be what he'd forgotten. Well, I am one of three to visit you tonight. Four, if you count Grumpy. Now, we are going to show you the meaning of Christmas, even if it kills you. Uh, now, look here, you. Uh, <laughs> I am not Slapert Frowl. I'm Sadie, and my husband isn't Slapert Frowl either, are you, Frank? <laughs> Hardly! <laughs> you, see, you see, you have the wrong apartment. Now, I'm sorry to be short with you, but we've only four bottles left. So, now, why don't you employ the door through which you ghosted inside to ghost back outside again? <laughs> no, I don't think I will. I'm not Slapered Frowl, and neither is my husband. Do you know how often I hear that? <laughs> I would bet 100% of the time. <laughs> You've got the wrong miser is the oldest trick in the book. Well, how often do you get the wrong miser? Never. You're going to want to adjust those statistics. <laughs> Show me your driving license, Frank. Yes, I am rifling through my trousers in order to do that very thing, love. Oh, I seem to have left it in my other trousers. When I find them, you'll be sorry. And then we'll accept your apology and see you out. In contrast to the message you'll be left with at the end of the night, it's too late. For look where we are. Ugh, we're somewhere else. <laughs> the city, the past. The street, Christmas Eve. The exact address, your childhood home. Or someone's. <laughs> You recognize it? No. Okay. Maybe this will help you to remember your memory. Oh, father, mother, I do so love Christmas. And, and we love you. Now, don't worry, they can't see us. I wasn't worried. <laughs> Do not try and interact with them. You cannot, for we are but shades. 
Then how do you explain this? Oh! Sadie, you pilfered a bottle of scotch! <laughs> They can't see us, so... Hey. Hey, hey. Put that back. Put that back. Seriously, put it back no, right now. You do not interact with me with that tone of voice. <laughs> Okay, you, will, you will not distract me from my purpose. Do you see, Slapert Frau, how happy Christmas used to make you? Watch and be filled once more with the joy of the season. And I will be filled once more with the joy of this scotch. No, seriously, do not drink that, all right? Just watch the joy of the season, please. We can do both. Just watch the joy. Mother Frau, look at our boy. Look how he tears into the one present we allow to be opened on Christmas Eve. Oh, some families do that. <laughs> A toy truck. May I play with it? Of course you may. Oh, <laughs> vroom, scree! Hey, watch it, pal, I'm driving a truck here! Honk, honk, don't honk at me, I'm driving a truck! Scree! <laughs> really, scree, scree! Would you care for a glass of spirits while we watch our son scamper about and make the ostensible noises of trucks? Scream! I would. Well, well, now I left the one bottle of spirits we could afford right here. Is it not where you left it? It is where it belongs. <laughs> Son, stop trucking for a second. What is it, Father? Did you take the bottle of spirits your mother and I were saving for this most special of occasions? What bottle, Father? Oh, Slapert. I understand how attractive a nip of one's parent's spirits can be to a youth. And I had my fair share of your grandfather's tipple when I was but a tyke. But I wasn't such a greedy bird that I wouldn't leave the lion's share for my father for fear of the merciless switch upon my tender bottom. Just, just return it, Slapey. Don't coddle the boy for being a thief, mother. Slapey, Anastasia, Frown. You give me that bottle of spirits right now, or so help me, I shall, I shall cancel Christmas. Father. That's it. Christmas is cancelled! My truck! It's kindling now! Okay, this is not supposed to be happening like this. In his father's defense, it is very good scotch. If you do not return the spirits, I shall cancel next Christmas as well. Make no mistake. I haven't got it, Father. Please. You sniveling thief, you miserable liar. Not only is Christmas canceled forever, but I renounce you. <laughs> And so do I. Father! Father! Out into the cold with you, dear boy. And you come back with a bottle of spirits or you do not. 
free! <laughs> okay, uh, uh, Slaver Frau, I, I doubt, I seriously, seriously doubt that you have learned the error of your ways. I, I can only hope that my, uh, my compatriot fares better. Uh, here, here she is. Uh, ghost of Christmas present. Uh, present, this is uh, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Slaper Frau. No, it isn't. <laughs> Are you, uh, you're looking well, present. Thank you, past. Is that a, uh, a new cornucopia? Yes. <laughs> so is this how it's going to be now, present? Again, with this. Well, it's just... I, I miss you is all. Pass. Listen to me. Really listen to me. You need to get over this. Okay, well, I'm sorry, but that is very easy for you to say. Well, I don't know why it's so hard for you. Look, uh, I have seen... I have seen the way that you look at future. Future? We're just friends. Well, that's what they said about us once. Okay, so just... Come on. Tell it to me straight. Just lay it on me. Do you have feelings for him? No! I mean, maybe someday I could. I mean, I don't know. He's great. Who knows? I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to you. But not to you! I'm sorry that you had to see that. Hmm, us too. (laughs) It's very unprofessional. Well, this has been uh, quite a glimpse at the present. Uh, Thank you for your gift, oh, specter of the uh, right this very moment. Oh, no, no, you don't get off that easy. With but a twist of my cornucopia, we're off to a Christmas party where you'll see, despite your nasty ways, that you are missed. Hey, what a great Christmas party this is. I agree. Hey, where's Slaper Frowl? You know, despite his nasty ways, he is missed. See? Uh, I see that you put us next to the bar. Who wants a martini? Me! (laughs) Do not interact with the present. Too late! This is going in... This is going in my report. Oh, now you shouldn't have done that. Sadie does not like to be the subject of reports. Might we see another place, oh, Spectre? Oh, what do you have in mind? The Christmas dinner of your poorest, most put-upon employees coming up. I think we should go to your friend's Christmas party instead. What? Hey, do not touch my cornucopia. She always works on Christmas. I worry about her. She should make more time for her friends and family on this holiday. She knows how important that is. If anyone does, it is she. Yeah. Oh my God, they're right. I've taken my friends for granted. And your family too, probably. And for what? For strangers? Never again. Thank you, oh regular people, for showing me the error of my ways. Our pleasure. Well, yeah, let me just twist that cornucopia for you and take us home. Ah, here we are. 
And speaking of twists, allow me to serve you a drink with one, Sadie, as I stole a bottle as a gift for you. And I stole one for you! <laughs> well, aren't we the O. Henryist? <laughs> Would you like uh, some spirits for my present, O oh, spirit of the present? Uh, uh, oh, she's gone. Oh, back to her friend's party, I'd wager. Good for her. Why, is it midnight already? Happy Christmas, darling. Well, Sadie, our apartment doesn't have a clock. <laughs> Much less one that chimes midnight. With one bell. Frank? What's happening to you? You're shimmering and fading away. Darling, stop it at once. Well, now, I hate to correct you, my love, but it's you who is shimmering. And the walls are fading. Oh, Sadie, love, you are right after all. I've gone to a graveyard by the look of it. Ugh, an unheated graveyard with a clock in it. <laughs> Seems a waste of electricity. A, a raven now? Certainly no expense has been spared in the name of spookiness. Well, well this is just excessive. A, a cloaked figure? Spirit of Christmas future, I expect. Yes, I, I, yes, I get it. The finger. No, it's... Yes, I understand. Yes, your bony skeletal finger poking me in the head. That's right, you bum. <laughs> Ghost of Christmas future right here, yeah. Oh, oh, and guess, guess what grave this is. <laughs> it's your grave, dum-dum. <laughs> yeah, so you know, that's sad for you. <laughs> hey, hey, also, look, look how nobody came to your funeral, huh? Which is happening right now because the midnight funeral on Christmas is the cheapest one. You freaking turkey! Yeah! Face! <laughs> oh, oh, wait, sorry, I stand corrected. One lady is attending. I bet it's a sarcastic act. Well, that's no lady, that's my wife. <laughs> Hello, Frank. Future Sadie, what are you doing at Slaper Frau's midnight funeral? Oh, did you finally meet him? Hey, 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 please don't fraternize with the future, okay? I'm here because you're clever, and you thought to send me to meet you. Mm, I am clever. But why would I send you to meet me? You and I are out of liquor in your present, which is my past. <laughs> Yes, yes. The liquor stores are and were closed for days. Yes, I remember. So, I brought you enough bottles to last us both until the stores reopen. Take these back to your present, will you? A Christmas miracle! <laughs> Be a dear Christmas future, darling, and will you fetch that crate? <laughs> All right, but only if you've learned your lesson due to poor funeral attendance, Slaper Frau. I certainly did. Being unlikable has left me not very well liked. 
I will surely do my best to sway public opinion in my favor to keep that fate from happening. A still completely greedy reason. <laughs> Works every time. See you around, loser. Yes, I am the backest, and look what I brought. A crate of booze. Lovely. It should last us a day and a half, shouldn't it? Well, I hope so. I polished off the four bottles in your absence. Now, let's do go find some mistletoe. I still owe you a good courage. <laughs> I'll drink to that. And Merry Christmas, everyone. something from that holiday parable? I like the part about the drinking. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. And though it was my plan to, you know, really concentrate on sobering up or whatever, that last piece did not do it. <laughs> I think in a way, in a tiny, tiny way, I may still be drunk. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm. Though I didn't affect any such plan. Doesn't matter. <clears throat> Now, uh, as to my calling you out, oh, yeah. do you give any thought to that? Um, All right, well, hang on. I just redecorated the mayor's mansion. I would hate to have a stray shot hit my vintage photo booth. So, why don't you take any showdowns outside, all right? Showdown? Photo booth? Wait, what? <laughs> I, w- I wasn't calling you out for a showdown. Uh, I think you were, yeah. Oh, there's been a misunderstanding, I think. Uh, it seemed clear to me. You were going to shoot sparks. Yeah, don't say it like you want it to happen. What are you doing? You dumped me. You wrote a book about my emotional availability. We're still not even. Whatever. Now, let's just simmer down a moment, friends. It appears some misunderstanding has indeed transpired. Sparks, are you looking to show down? Am I looking to show... I didn't even bring a gun. And Tex, you are calling out Sparks. I am. I am calling him out to have a Merry Christmas. Oh, no, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think that's. You don't. What? You don't. That is. That ain't. That ain't how it works. What? 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 I do. I don't. You don't call somebody out to wish them a Merry Christmas. I, I don't follow. I'm calling you out yeah. to have a Merry Christmas. No. That sounds right to me. <laughs> Folk don't say that. No. Really? Yeah, no. Yeah. Well, you all got to understand, I, I am new to sentience. I, I, I didn't study in no fancy space university like the rest of you did. Space I university? Really no, I went to Marshall yeah. School, <laughs> and I did some summer camp. <laughs> I have several degrees. Yeah, me too. I'm surprisingly educated. Well, obviously. Frank, <laughs> you're space Jewish. Wait a second, though. Wait a second. You did call me out. You said you wanted to add injury to insult, so... Metaphorical. Taking the high road for the holidays. Don't it just get you goat? <laughs> 
You shut up about my goat. Nevada, me and you will settle our differences after the holidays, at which time I'll either run you out of town or kill you, literally. After the holidays, though, right? Yeah. Is yeah. that right? After. All right. Merry Christmas. What? Well, I am glad this party did not end in gunplay. All right. Well, are there any more Christmas on Mars traditions we need to enact before this evening is over? Well, only the best one, y'all. Sparks, read this one here. And Barkeep, you read the other one. 